Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, let me speak to the governor. Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions. Call 801-575-8255. Live from the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. It is such a pleasure to have you all along on the program today to have the governor here in studio with us. Governor Herbert, welcome. Hey, great to be with you as always, Doug. Uh, and this is two months in a row. I'm impressed. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> and we chatted on the regular um, radio program not long ago, and I was teasing you that now that the legislative session is over, and uh, you can just kick back and relax. That's huh? right. Uh, yeah. I kick back and relax. Uh, you know, I appreciate working in the legislature. I, I think they had a great session, by the way. We had tackled a lot of tough issues and I think got a resolution on many of them, and uh, whether it be Medicaid expansion or particularly education funding, which we put record amounts of money into, transportation, tax reforms. So it's been a great session. But what I really appreciate is the fact that the legislature listened to my counsel. I know you know that when I <laughs> yeah. had my state of the state, I said, you know, uh, when you've opened up 1,350 bills, one of their colleagues said, it may be a bit, bit much. It yeah, might a bit be. Much. Might that be. was his phrase. And I said, you know, so you might want to kind of tone it down a little bit. And I appreciate from last year when they had a record 535 bills that passed I needed to review. This year, only 533. Wow, that's so progress. That's progress. We're moving in the right direction. So <laughs> I take that as, as, as positive. When, when I think of all of the things that we were talking just prior to going on the air, this is, this is like the instructor, the professor who gives this, uh, you know, oversees this big assignment, and then you get stuck with correcting all the papers. <laughs> well, that's part of it. It's uh, really a, a, a joint effort. I hope that people... Uh, appreciate that the, the uh, executive branch working with the legislative branch, uh, and we have a lot of uh, you know commonality here in the state of Utah. Even the Democrats, uh, we actually get to a good place, and it's because there's a spirit of cooperation that you don't find in many states. We work very directly with legislators as they propose legislation, and if we see some things going wrong or awry, we say we'd like to have you correct it. Some bills get killed in committee and don't come out. Consequently, the end result is we don't have a lot of bills we need to veto. Uh, we don't have a lot of controversy out in the, in the legislation. About 90% of the bills pass almost unanimously. Mm -hmm. And not along party lines either, by the way. Uh, the legislature themselves are actually pretty independent. Um, I think Democrats, uh, that they introduce bills, even though they're a, a minority, 56% uh, of their bills get passed. 
and about 65% of Republicans' bills get passed. So there's not a lot of difference between the two parties, and and they legislate and get uh, bills passed to improve policy and and do what they should be doing with uh, preparing the budget. So actually, we have a good system. It's working very well, and uh, I appreciate the good work of the legislature. Now, I've got to go through those 533 bills. Right, right. I've got one week left. I got seven days to complete that. And we go through them all with a fine tooth comb, even those that passed unanimously, which many of them do, to see if they're constitutional, if there's any conflict with existing laws, if there's an unintended consequence. So we are the kind of the last break, you know, in the system to stop bad legislation uh, or to approve good legislation or decide, you know, somewhere in between. And some, some of the decisions I have to make are pretty tough. How many bills do you have left, Governor? We have about 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've worked very hard this week and uh, I'll work again Friday. And uh, we have really Monday and Tuesday is what I'd like to finish up with. Our deadline is Wednesday. I'd like to be done a day early. Right. So that's kind of our goal. And um, we have still some of the tougher ones still left on the table to decide what to do with, like the non-compete issue, which you're familiar with, and what should yeah, we do there very. that's appropriate to have not decided. We've gone uh, and worked very uh uh, diligently on the inland port, which we've assigned, but recognize that needs some uh, modification. We'll be coming back into a special session. We have agreement with the legislators uh, and the leadership of the House and the Senate and with the mayor of Salt Lake City and her team as far as what those fixes will be. And so we're actually pretty well aligned right now on the inland port. So I feel good about that and uh, what the direction that's going to go in. We may talk about that later if anybody has interest, but it's sure. going to be a big big opportunity for the state of Utah economically. And it's not going to be just a Salt Lake City thing. It's going to be a Salt Lake County, Wasatch Front, statewide deal with this inland port, which is maybe the biggest economic opportunity we've had in my lifetime. We wanted to set the stage for the conversation here, but this program is all about you speaking with Governor Herbert. Uh, That's why we call it Let Me Speak to the Governor. And our phone lines are available. We have several that are available for you right now. It's 575-8255. And of course, the area code is 801. And let's take a phone call from uh, Rick, who is on the line in Ogden, Utah. Hi, Rick. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Rick, welcome. Uh, Governor, thank you. My question is regarding the inland port, and I don't know a lot about this thing other than bits and pieces I've got from the news, but my question is not about the inland port necessarily. I'm I'm curious about all the additional traffic, truck traffic, that's going to bring to our valley uh, and uh, air quality situation and our inversion situation. I, I'd, I'd like your thoughts or sure. comments regarding that. A great question, Rick. Um, of course, that's why you try to master plan things out in advance. And so that effort will be done, and, and really the lead point on that will be Salt Lake City with their zoning and their uh, master planning and what they need to do out there. The northwest quadrant has really been opened up significantly because of the movement of the prison out there. Uh, the state of Utah is investing $100 million on uh, infrastructure, and that includes new roads. Uh, and, and, a, and a way to accommodate any increased traffic will be there. The fact it's close to the airport, which will be worked, uh, utilized in conjunction. Again, Inland Port is designed to bypass the coastal ports, which are crowded now, and people have to wait. It's uh, only so much they can take. So Inland Port allows them to fly directly into Salt Lake City here and have international goods and trades and, and ports and uh, 
So it, it has a significant impact on our economy and the jobs it will create in international trade, which we are the leading state in the nation now as far as increasing international trade. Why not? We speak 130 languages here. So those areas of environmental concern are going to be addressed and certainly are at the top of the list when it comes to how do we put this together. This is going to be a work in progress. It'll be somewhat of an evolution. Uh, what we have in place now may be modified le- uh, law-wise over the next two or three years as we learn more about some of the challenges and the needs we have out in that area. That's why it really needs to be a collaborative effort. Uh, Salt Lake City and the state, other cities like West Valley and Magda, Salt Lake County in particular, unincorporated areas out there, and the private sector. So this is going to be a really a large collaboration to get it right. We have one time to get it right. And that's now. We're also talking, obviously, these as kind of bookends in, in a strange way. What facilitated most of these conversations is the movement of the prison, which opens up a huge tract of land and all kinds of planning. Envision Utah engaged in that in the south end of Salt Lake County and then even spilling over into Utah County. And then, as we've talked about here, the relocation of the prison, the inland port, the airport, mm-hmm. and, and everything else. And uh, if I heard our... our um, uh, caller correctly, mostly concerned about the two issues, the traffic that the inland port would bring and the air quality issues. And I know that's been kind of the topic on the other end. Are they coordinated? Absolutely. And we talk about those right now. We've put significant money, some of our tax reform, some of the things we did with education are designed to have uh, the users of roads pay more so we can build better capacity. The restructuring of the UTA is designed to help us have a, a better mass transit program where people will utilize it because it gets better service. That's going to help us significantly in air quality. The work we're doing with the refineries now to bring in tier three fuels will be like taking four out of every five cars off the road. And 50% of our pollution that we see on inversion days out there coming out of the tailpipes. So this is all a coordinated effort to get to the right place. We are the fastest growing state now in America. So we're impacted by growth. It's going to continue to come whether we like it or not. We need to make sure we accommodate it, plan for it, and and make sure that what we have with our growth is not any diminution of our quality of life. So all these things are taking uh, uh, effect, and we're trying to coordinate them so we have our optimal benefit and not have any kind of degradation. Your opportunity to talk with Governor Herbert here at KSL News Radio. Uh, we have a couple of phone lines open. A KSL Talk 575-8255 will come right back. An opportunity for you to talk with the governor of the state of Utah. Here in the Intermountain West, it is 1217.